0: Much more. And knowing that all you have in store for me is good. It's good. Today is the day you have made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today is the day you have made, and I will rejoice be just as Doubts behind, I'm giving my hopes and dreams to You, Jesus. I'm reaching out in Yours, believing there's so much more, and knowing that all You have in store for
1: 1C Church Online, we'd like to open up the service this morning by going to God in prayer, so if you would please close your eyes, bow your heads, fold your hands. Gracious God, this morning we are grateful for you for this chance to worship together, and we know as we are not together physically, we know that as a church we are online, all of us together, all over this world, and so this morning I ask that the message you're about to receive, the music that we play, that this be a blessing to you. Father God, we ask that this morning you touch somebody's heart, that you make us aware of the fact that no matter what happens through this world with this COVID-19, with this coronavirus, that you are still in power, you still reign, and you still lead people to you. Lord, this morning we ask all of this in the name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen.
2: Strength in my song, this cornerstone, this solid ground, far through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace when fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all. In Christ alone Who took on flesh fullness of God In helpless babe This gift of love And righteousness Scorn Till This curse has a-
3: The devil, the world, and our sinful flesh wants to say that, you know, those words in that song are not true. The devil, the world, and our sinful flesh wants to say that it's about me. It's about my power. It's about my might. It's about what I can do. And yet the scriptures point to Jesus who is the way, the truth, the life, the one who can bring forgiveness and life and salvation. So I think it's important for us as God's people to take a moment to calm our troubled hearts, lay before him all our sin, and be reminded that in Christ and him alone we have forgiveness. So let's pray. Good and gracious God, we come before you this morning, and we are perplexed. We are troubled we are worried, fear keeps creeping in, and all too often, we think we can do it ourselves. All too often, we think we have power in and by ourselves to to deal with all sorts of circumstances. And Lord, I'm learning that uh, with as big as this whole issue is in our world. I can't do it, not by myself. I need you. I need your presence. I need your might. I need all that you can bring to me. So send your spirit, your mighty and powerful Holy Spirit to give me the faith and trust to believe in you and to give me that comfort to rest in you and then to live in you in this world. Thank you, Jesus, for listening and for loving and for caring. And we lay all of this in your your hands. Again, it's a sobering thought to think that we can't do this by ourselves. That's God's answer, though. He understands our dilemma and our need. So he sends his son, Jesus, to come to this earth to live a perfect life. And in this Lenten season, we watch him, we watch him go to Jerusalem. We watch him make his way to Golgotha. We watch him willingly put his hands across, stretched out and taking the nails that we deserve. And then, yes, his lifeless body was placed into a tomb, but as we're going to celebrate, he rose on the third day, and because of that resurrection, we have life and hope and peace and joy like nothing else. So may we be reminded today and tomorrow and each day until we are in heaven that it is in Christ alone that we have all that we need. Let's sing that
2: again. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my soul. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought in and storm, and what heights of the of peace when fears are stilled and striving cease my comforter my honor
3: continue in worship. You have an opportunity if you would like to, um, to contact us via the Facebook live stream and let us know of any prayer requests that you have and we'll be including those in our time of prayer today. Um, again, may God not only hear our prayer but answer it according to his glorious mercy and love in Jesus. Amen.
2: I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the ten. Hãy
3: Heavenly Father, you are, uh, you're perfect, you're loving, you're compassionate, and you love to give good gifts to your children. So we thank you right now, right here, for the sending of your Son and all that he did for us so that we have hope and peace forever. We thank you for your word, the scriptures, and the truth we find in it. And we thank you also for your Holy Spirit. Oh, we thank you that that Holy Spirit gives us faith gives us faith in you in all times and in all circumstances so that we can stand firm, so that we can be a bright light and beacon in a very dark time in this country and, and in our lives. So, Lord, we pray that you would show up again today like you always do because you are faithful and guide and lead the conversation we have as we look into your word. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we continue this journey looking at mission possible, today we're going to take a look at this whole idea of um, out, right? Um, expanding this good news of God's love in Jesus Christ to all people, wherever they are, no matter what their circumstance. And this is the God who is at work. Now, as we take a look at uh, this slide, it just shows again the, this progression, this movement this um, attitude and there's one thing that we keep saying you know between Greg and I and some others is you can't pull these apart they're really part of a whole much like you know when I talk about the Holy Spirit you can't pull it apart there is the Father there is the Son there is the Holy Spirit but all three of them work together for you and for me at all times at all places no matter what circumstance. And that gives us a glorious hope. But today, specifically, we do look at the concept of out, where we expand the mission of Jesus as we connect others to Christ. Now, where do we find the story of Christ? Well, the Gospels in, in specific, but I always say the Scriptures as a whole. All of the Bible points to Jesus. Whether it's Genesis or Revelation, everything in between points to Jesus, who is the one that can do great and mighty things, not just for us, but for this whole world. So when we start talking about expanding, as we start talking about sharing this good news, that's on the heart of Jesus. It was evident. As we look at the Gospels, as we see Jesus navigate Again, from Bethlehem and all the way to Jerusalem, as Jesus was making his move, he had loving humanity in the sights. In fact, here's just a couple pictures. Um, You can maybe grab a hold of this. Uh, The picture of the leper, the woman caught in adultery, tax collectors. I mean, they were in the sights of Jesus' love. It didn't matter who they were, or it didn't matter what the world would say that they were. He came to love them. And I know the religious establishment had a hard time with that concept because they thought that this good love, this gracious love of the Father, this good, good Father, was just for the religious elite or those that were part of a certain group. But Jesus blew that concept wide open, and he loved sometimes the unlovable. Well, as we go from, well, 2,000 years ago to today, that same Jesus desires to love all kinds of people. And I don't know who you think are all kinds of people. Um, I'm just going to put a picture up there. You know, um, the guy on the left, I'd like to say that's me, but it's not because I don't have a tattoo, not because my body doesn't look like that. Um, But as you take a look, just go around there, and then you get to this COVID-19 thing. Does God really care about what's going on in our life? here in Columbus, Nebraska, or wherever you are? Does he really care about this COVID-19 and how it's affecting people physically, emotionally, intellectually, spiritually? And the answer is yes, he really cares. And I'm gonna share with you a quote, and this is a Jim Thielen quote again, um, because as I wrestle with this, this moment in the history of our world, there is something that is really important for us to grab hold of, and it's this. Who we say Jesus is dramatically affects the outcome. And then I put parentheses, our outcome. And uh, I'm going to make my way over here, and I have uh, my assistant, and I appreciate Greg helping me here. I have a um, kind of a, maybe a silly but different hobby. I like to collect different pictures of Jesus. I love to see the perspectives that other people have regarding this Jesus in their life. Now this, so it started for me here, 1983, okay, my wedding. Uh, A good friend of mine, his mom, painted a picture for us. And it's a beautiful picture of Jesus, but here's the scoop. This looks just like the Hamas family. Same kind of facial look and eyes and shape, but... Through their eyes, through their perspective, this is Jesus. And uh, this, you know, hangs in my office, a great reminder of one look of Jesus. Thank you. Here's another one. My daughter Rose gave me this uh, a long time ago. And if you can notice, it looks like it's a pastel, and then there's some blue eyes. And what she said to me was, "Daddy, you remind me of Jesus. Your blue eyes." but how you love others. And I, I, you know, again, if you want me to start crying, I'll do it, but I'm going to move on quickly. All right, the next one, and you might have to look at this for a, a little bit. Um, some very good friends, in fact, they're, they're like a mom and dad to me, um, gave me this picture, and you might be looking at it, and you go, like, what is that? That looks like one of those inkblot tests, right? Well, it's not, but if you, if you look at the title, it says Christ, the Christ of the snow. And you have to look at it for a while. And when, I, when they gave it to me, I was looking and looking and looking. And finally, I got it. I don't know how many of you got it, but I'm going to tell you. All right, there's a beard, there's a mouth, there's an eye. And once you catch it, you can't stop seeing it. But I couldn't see it right away. And I, for me, it's a reminder of what this world is like when it comes to not seeing Jesus. Another one that was given to me, and again, the details can't be seen with the video, but you can come to my office anytime. I'll show this to you. But if you look carefully, the beard and the hair are all little pictures of the life of Christ and his interaction in this world. It makes up who he is and how he loves. And um, I just, again, love this picture. And I have one more, which is going to be hard to see but it's really important to me. Um, My dad um, is up in heaven, and as I was putting together um, his service for his celebration of life, I came across a bulletin cover that had a picture of Jesus embracing, well, it looks like a prodigal son, or it looks like somebody who has now come home to heaven. And um, to me, I love this picture. This is the Jesus that I think of um, in moments like this, ready to hold me, to love me, to see me through all sorts of difficult times. So now let me ask you, what's your view of Jesus? And does it dramatically affect, well, not just your outcome, but your everyday life and every breath you have? I pray it does. Because it is a matter of heaven and hell. It is a matter of life or death. And so I want to take you on this journey of a Bible verse. So I'm going to go back over here. I was thinking of John 3, 16. And, I mean, there's lots of words. You've heard this before. You've seen the signs that were held up at sporting events that we don't have going on right now. Um, but there's a word that sticks in the middle of it that I think is on the heart and the mind of lots of people, the word perish. I mean, what's going to happen with COVID-19? How is it going to affect, well, let's just say this world, this country, the state of Nebraska, Columbus, 1C Church, my family, and me? How is it going to affect? And we were stirred by that. Well, the rest of the words that surround the word perish, in other words, cease to exist, right, really paint a picture of who this Jesus is and what he came to do. And ultimately, I just want you to know how this fits into the whole scheme of things. God has revealed to you and me, all right, and and this up movement. He's revealed to us the extent of his love in Jesus. We get to meet together and talk about this Jesus and celebrate this Jesus. But then we get to take it and we get to go out this way. But let's walk through this, and I'm not going to give a lot of uh, dialogue about it, but each little phrase, I believe, paints a picture of this Jesus who wants to deal with that word perish. And he does it with a very profound message. So, the love of God is unconditional for God so loved the world perhaps you've heard it before but one of the most important words in that phrase is the word so because it could just say for God loved the world and that would be good but when you add the word so which is just two letters and seems so insignificant it's far from insignificant I mean, God's unconditional, agape love comes to people like you, and he holds nothing back, and it's no strings attached. I'm going to love you. And I'll just say, I think this love is ultimately what changed my life uh, many years ago as I heard this message. Secondly, the love of God is sacrificial, that he gave Um, Pretty soon we're going to picture Jesus on the cross, and I don't know about you. Sometimes when I when I think about that moment, or when I watch the movie The Passion, and when they depict all that Jesus went through in order to die on the cross, it's rather uh, graphic. It's horrific. It's it's painful to watch, but it is the extent of his love. It's it's all that he was willing to do for you and for me. That's sacrifice. That is love. And the love of God is valuable, his one and only. You know, I've said it flippantly, but it's so true. It's not like Jesus, that God had all these sons and he chose his least important one and said, okay, I'm going to Suffer, um, let you suffer and die. Rather, it's his one prized possession. It's the most valuable thing to God our Father. And he says as much as this hurts my love for humanity my desire to have them with me for eternity, I'm going to give what is the most important thing to me for them. And when I pause and reflect on this and and perhaps you have done that too for me this, this Lenten season is a time to think of all that God has done for me and then what is my response in return the love of God is personable it's a son in fact he had a name Jesus who came to save the people from their sins it's not just some entity or force but it was a person Actually, with flesh and blood, who is the son of the world, I mean, son of God, who came into this world. Amazing story. The love of God is accessible that whoever believes, and I like this one, because that was my story when I was 17. Because I was one of those whoever's, where I had kind of drifted and gone far away from this love of God. And he just sits there waiting patiently and lovingly, and okay, and when I When I came back and I said, Lord, you are more important than anything. Thank you for loving me. Boy, all heaven was rejoicing. And yet, a lot of my friends didn't understand what was going on. The love of God is beneficial. Shall not perish, but have eternal life. And for me, that word perish is just right there. I mean, there is a gift that comes to people like you and me. While we deserve to perish because of our sin, God says, I'll do the great exchange. I'll take your sin, your yuck, your death, and I'll take it on myself through my son so that you can have life. So here's the scoop. We're now going to transition. If this is so good for me, if this is so life-changing for me, isn't it also important for others? And that's why this up, in, and out, it's, it's all together. It's part of a whole. It is to be part of your life and my life. It is to be integrated with every breath we take. So I want to invite Greg up here, and we're going to take a journey as he's going to help us unpack.
4: Yeah, so as we think about mission, this idea of mission, often we think of missionaries. And a lot of times we have a certain picture in our mind of what a missionary might look like. And so I have a picture that um, sometimes I think of when I think of an overseas missionary. So if we can see that image, some friends of ours from Indiana, Tom and Andrea, they have lived in Botswana, Cambodia, and are now living in Laos um, and spending a a big part of their lives overseas doing mission work. Um, But I wanna challenge us to think about missionaries a little differently. Um, If you're watching with family or friends in a room, turn and look at them. You're looking at missionaries. If you're by yourself, look in the mirror. You're looking at a missionary. And we are all as Christians, as followers of Jesus, called to be missionaries wherever he places us. That's where we work, where we live, where we play, in our homes, in our neighborhoods. And there's a lot of aspects to ministry or to mission. Um, And I wanted to touch on four of those one of them being supporting mission. So if we're supporting mission, most of us, if not all of us, can pray. We can support missions that are happening globally as well as locally here in our community. We can also give financially to those missions locally and globally. Um, we can also participate in mission trips and events, and we have many of those that, that we coordinate through 1C. Um, got a couple images that I wanted to share that that paint this picture of what it looks like to serve on a mission trip. Um, And not this last summer, but the summer before, a group of youth went to uh, Manchester, Kentucky for an adventure camp. And part of that adventure camp was mission work. And here we helped them start to rebuild a building that was damaged um, pretty severely. So we cleaned it out so they could start reconstructing and repurposing the building and use it again Um, Another image here is National Youth Gathering last summer. We attended the National Youth Gathering, and part of that great experience was mission. And we have hairnets on because we spent some time packing meals that were sent overseas to people in need who needed food. Um, So again, another mission event or a mission trip, and a lot of us can get involved in things like that. Also, our community Thanksgiving meal, Trunk or Treat, Night to Shine are all examples of what that looks like and things that we can do um, to be a part of that. Um, the next would be missional communities. If we think back to 13 years ago, when 1C started, it was launched by a missional community, a mid-sized group of, of people who were focused on the out. They wanted to come together, lived live up in and out together because they wanted to reach people that weren't being reached by the other churches in town to provide something. Um, to reach people that weren't being reached. So started with the out in mind, but, the, but lived that up, in and out together in a regular rhythm as they met weekly to pray together, to worship, to plan, and to go out into the community. to Do things like put quarters in the laundromat to pay for people's laundry, just to have a chance to build relationships and to share God's love with people. We also have a group that goes out once a month to Seekers of Serenity Place, so we can do that as well, to share Christ's love we take games and snacks and, and spend an hour to an hour and a half enjoying time with them, building relationships, and then offering to pray for them and bring Christ's love. Um, and the reason we do that is to share that love. And there's a, uh, something happened the last time we were there that I thought was a really great example of, of why we do mission. Um, there was a gentleman there that didn't participate, um, but he, he watched. Uh, watched us play games, watched us pray. And as we were packing up and getting ready to leave said this is what christianity should look like people like you wanting to spend time with people like me i don't know where he's at in his faith journey but that's the simple things that we want to do is just share christ's love and be present in people's lives to share the hands and be the hands and feet of jesus and then also proclaim the good news when able Um, another aspect is family on mission so if we can be a part of events, we can support missions, we can be part of a regular rhythm of a missional community, we can also be a family on mission. And that takes it to the level, like you were saying, that it's just part of our lives. It's integrated. Um, it's as much as, as breathing and our heart beating that we don't think about, but just happen naturally. Um, and that can look like a lot of different things. I know a gentleman who um, picks up someone who doesn't have a ride to his work or appointments uh, several times a week. Picks him up, gives him a ride, has a chance to talk and visit with him, um, not knowing what could come of that. Um, I know a teacher who sees um, her work, her school, her, her mission field, and gives cards of encouragement and love to others, um, students and co-workers. Um, and one actually ended up, um, this, this student who received a card, Two years later found herself homeless without a family to care for her and she came back to this teacher to find that hope that she had received in a card and ended up living with that family and when she moved in with that family with only a a few boxes of items in one of those boxes of, of items that she owned was that card that she had received two years prior we never really know what little steps that we take can have a huge kingdom impact and it we may have the benefit of seeing it we may not and that's okay because god doesn't always show us the end of what he's calling us to do but he just calls us to take steps of faith little or big whether that's selling everything and moving across the country to the other side of the world or reaching out to someone who's lost a loved one or giving a ride to someone and god will use those simple steps to have huge kingdom impact. So it's really just stepping out in faith and being willing to, to join God in the, the mission that he has, and he's calling us all into. Um, I actually, have a video I wanted to show you that helps paint this picture of, of what we're talking about, this idea of out and mission.
5: When many people think of church, They think of a building that you go to on Sundays or Wednesdays. Some people think of the leaders who run the churches and then pick a church based on which leaders they like the most. Still others think church is a collection of programs that they are a part of, serve in, and attend. They're also told to invite their friends and encouraged to give their money and time to support the work that takes place in the building. The more committed they are, the more time and money they give. Eventually they are taught how to use their spiritual gifts to build up the church in the programs or the building where the church meets. We believe it's important for the church to gather together regularly, and for people to submit to leaders and be trained and equipped by them. And we do believe that we should gather regularly so people can be equipped and built up in Christ. But we also want to send people out into the world more and more. We want them to learn how to use their money to bless people outside of the church. We want them to begin using more and more of their time to serve the city where they live. We want them to use their spiritual gifts, not just so we can benefit, but so that our city can benefit as they use their gifts for the city's good. In all of this, our hope is that we will fill our city with the presence of Christ so that gospel saturation will take place and every man, woman, and child Might have an opportunity to both hear and see the good news of Jesus through his people.
3: I'm going to change the names, all right? John and Sally, and we'll just say Stacy. Uh, This happened uh, several years ago. I'm going to do a a wedding uh, um, for a couple. um, And. um, let me get the names right here. Sally and Stacy. that's mother, daughter, and, and John's going to come into the picture. And I remember meeting in my office, and it was very clear, very clear. John didn't want anything to do with the church, with the, this Jesus thing, uh, but he was going to let them do it. And he pretty much said, you, you, you go do that. That's not my thing. Well, um, Stacy starts going to the preschool and starts learning to pray. And I think she's probably two or three at that point, learning to pray and color things. And well, she starts bringing this home and she starts share, sharing it with John. Guess what happened? Several years later, John now is a believer in Jesus, he plays bass in the band of their church, and he loves the Lord. You you get it, right? If if I can have that last picture up on the screen. For me, this is two-dimensional, so you can maybe put your your minds to wrap around this. Number one, this is the group of people who need to hear the love of Jesus. So if we're going to expand the world, yes, right? But it's also missionaries. It's people like you and me in whatever context God gives us, whether it's Columbus, Nebraska, or in Bulgaria, or wherever you are, we get to be missionaries taking this love of God and sharing it with others. So, as Jesus uh, called the, the disciples to go and make disciples, he's doing that for you and me to go and to baptize and to teach and to have lives changed by the power of the gospel. So my prayer for you is just like Jesus promised the Holy Spirit 2,000 years ago, he promised the Holy Spirit for us. And may that Holy Spirit stir within us a, f- a faith and a desire to share this message of all that God has done. Because, again, what we believe about Jesus will dramatically affect you or our future and others as well amen
0: your voice every time i speak i want to run to the ones in me in the name of jesus
1: our help in times of trouble. We lift up our prayers from our 1C family and community. For Rick and Nancy, a new chapter in their lives. Prayers of thanksgiving for Tiffany. Prayers of thanks for grace and mercy our Father has given us. For anyone diagnosed with the coronavirus for healing. For medical professionals, those who support them, flatten the curve and keep everyone safe as possible so they don't become overwhelmed and endure trauma from helping those who are sick for healing and incision after life saving surgery thanks to you Lord for healing according to your timing and your purpose for sister Nina who is starting chemotherapy today for starting a new job at a nursing home on Monday and for hundreds of residents there, for continued healing for seven-year-old Ender Pittman, who has been hospitalized since December 23rd with two rare brain diseases, prayers for positive results when going to see the specialist this week and taking care of me last weekend in the hospital with unknown answers, continued prayers for Luann Bender and John Ray as they continue to fight their battle with cancer. Prayers for all people going through this COVID-19 pandemic and that we all get through this. Gracious God, we continue to lift up our leaders, our healthcare providers, our churches and community. We lift up all prayers spoken and unspoken that are on our hearts and minds. Take away our fears, anxiety, and fill us with your never-ending grace, mercy, and love through your Son, Jesus, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever.
3: Amen. As the family of God, we are blessed by God, by his love, but we're also united together in faith. And I'd like for us to take a moment and share together that faith as summarized in the Apostles' Creed. From thence you will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I'd like to share with you a blessing. It's a little different than the one I normally share. It goes like this. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ... And the love of God our Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, Amen. Want well, to invite Greg and Randy to come on up here? Greg, you've got some—you uh, got something to share?
4: I do, yeah. So we're meeting together um, online. Groups are kind of coming back online through Zoom. Um, our Life on Mission class that Kate and I have been leading is going to f- wrap up this week on Wednesday. Um, we're going to finish that up, but then we're going to offer it again. So if this, this idea of out and living on mission uh, stirs in your heart and you want to be a part of it, um, but maybe think, I'm not real sure. I want to kind of look at this a little bit more and maybe get equipped um, to live on mission a little bit better. Um, starting next week, April 1st, we're going to meet and spend five weeks going through life on mission online through Zoom. And you can register for that class on our website. Um, It'll also be a link that goes out through our weekly happenings email this year, this week.
3: Thank you very much. Uh, It was last week. I'm not sure what day it was. But as I was just uh, coming to terms with the fact that we're going to be, quote, um, closing off ourselves from the world and having this social distance thing, um, I put something on Facebook really quick, saying, hey, if you've got a need or if you have something you can offer, let me know. And there was a flurry of activity in the beginning where there were different things like prescriptions and groceries, a ride, and and I'm like, we got to do something because this is a reality that I think will be here for some time. So, Randy, why
6: don't you tell us what are we doing to address this? Well, we're st- we're kind of in the process of doing some final edits on a form that is going to go on maybe our Facebook page and or our website. The form is going to be very simple. It's going to have a place in there for your name, contact information. Your address will be helpful, not it's optional, but it would be helpful. And then there's just going to be this list of things that you, that, that you can say, yes, I could help right there. I could drive to the store, I could deliver groceries, I could go pick up a prescription, I could make a phone call and just be a companion and offer prayer. We can capture that and and we will know, well, who is it that can do that? And we'll just begin to build this cohort of people that can then reach out from here to beyond our walls. At the same time, the form will have a place on there If you're that individual that needs help and you're a part of the 1C family, there'll be a way for you to say, I could use some assistance here. And there'll be, again, the the long list of things and we can get that as well. Or maybe you'll know someone in the community like that. That will come back to us. We have to figure out how that gets back here and how it comes my way. I'm gonna coordinate this and probably see if I can get a couple people to help me get a team going. Um, it is a way that 1C will say we know there are needs in the community, but at present people aren't lining up at the door every day and coming in and saying we have needs. So we want to launch this and find out what they are and just see what God opens up for us in a way of responding.
3: Good. And, and again, Randy Longacre, um, he and Jana just moved here recently a couple months ago, uh, jumping into ministry and community engagement involvement Uh, Part of this whole up, in, and out movement that we're uh, really espousing to. Really, the difference in what we're talking here today, there's a difference between doing church and being church. And I would love for 1C to be known as a church that we're all about being, living out the love of God in Christ Jesus in real, tangible ways, faith and love in action. So, very important. Uh, Also, just again, please feel free to reach out to us through whatever vehicle you can. Facebook Messenger, email us, call the church office. We we do want to know how you're doing. And again, this whole social distancing thing is frustrating. You know, 30-some years ago, I wasn't taught how to do ministry with what's going on right now with the constraints. So please reach out to us. Uh, We love you. We pray for you, even if we don't know you by name. And I'll just say this morning, I, I was on the receiving end of prayers. We had a Zoom prayer meeting at, at 7 o'clock this morning where several men throughout the community prayed for s- some of the pastors that were on Zoom and uh, we were lifted up in prayer. Um, what, a, what a way for the church to be, to be. So again, reach out to us, let us know if we can help you. Uh, God be with you and bless you. And let's sing, all right?
0: darkness tries to roll over my bones When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own When brokenness and pain is all I know I won't be shaking. No, I won't be shaking. It's my fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love she no longer has a place to hide I am not a captive to the lies I'm not afraid to leave my past behind I won't be shaken No I won't be shaken My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand Stand a chance when I stand in your love. Oh, I'm standing this power that can break off every chain. This power that can empty out of grave. This resurrection power that can save Sunday everybody
6: go in peace and serve the Lord
0: My my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love my fear doesn't stand a chance when I yeah.